hello, hello. Welcome to Kernels of Truth, brought to you by Progress Kentucky. There are 40 days until November 7th. Uh, this week, we'll be covering a couple of critically important stories for our Commonwealth. Uh, we've got some news about Kim Davis, uh, the infamous Kim Davis. We've got a quick check-in on what Kentucky's uh, delegation is up to in Washington, D.C., uh, and uh, we've got one other story that Doug's going to bring us about some exciting economic development in northern Kentucky uh, related to the passage of a beloved uh, song uh, songwriter and singer. So uh, most exciting, though, we have got Chris Hartman, uh, friend of the show, Chris Hartman with Kentucky Fairness Campaign. We're going to meet him over in the campaign corner to hear what kind of election engagement the uh, state's most impactful LGBTQ plus rights organization has planned in the next 40 days. Then, then, and everyone should tune in till, till then at least, we are thrilled to be sharing the world premiere of the video for NATO's new political jam. It's Andy for Kentucky. It is a heck of a show, folks, and we are damn glad you've tuned in. But before we get into it, are you are you ready to turn uh, Kentucky purple? I hope you are, because that's what we're all about here. Uh, you might have tuned into the wrong show if you aren't. Uh, while pol political ads are trying to convince you that Andy Bashir is soft on crime against churches, single-handedly forcing your child to be transgender, the wave of negative attacks are designed to keep people tuned out and disgusted with our political system. Folks, these are not efforts to inform and inspire deeper interest and engagement. We are not going to fix what's wrong with Kentucky with these ads or with this approach. And that's why Progress Kentucky is thrilled to be a part of the Kentucky Future Project to build the political coalition of new voters, progressive voters, non-white voters who can come together to make our Commonwealth better. We are working with great groups like Planned Parenthood, who, who you heard from uh, last week, Hood to the Holler, who you heard from the week before, Showing Up for Racial Justice, who you heard two weeks before that, uh, and the Fairness Campaign, who you're hearing from tonight. So, uh, you know, these are great crew working really hard to turn out this new Kentucky majority and to achieve better electoral, electoral outcomes for our Commonwealth. If you want to support our efforts within this coalition, please do make a donation at our secure ActBlue website. $5, $50, $500, it all adds up and will give us the materials, the tools we need to make a positive difference on November 7th. So, uh, that's what we're that's what we got going on right now. Let's check in with our co-host. I want to know who you are, where you are, and what does your protest sign say today? A rally sign. Maybe you don't have a specific protest. Maybe you're just rallying for something. I don't know. You on the internet, we want to hear what your sign says too. Uh, so put it in the chat and we might put it on the screen. Uh, so I'm Aaron. I'm coming to you from uh, Lexington, Kentucky. My sign says, check yourself before you wreck our state. Go vote dot ky dot gov. That's the sign. Uh, let's check in with uh, with our co-host, our amazing co-host, Doug. Doug, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Coming to you from Harrison County, Kentucky. I'm wearing a T-shirt today. Cynthiana, ghosties are coming up. So come see us sometime. I have a very similar um, protest sign or whatever. I'm going to hold mine up. It says, hey, Secretary of State Adams, why change the Go Vote KY website now? Will, you're up next. I am up next. Uh, and why did they change? Um, hi, I am Willie Edward Tyler Carver Jr. coming at you from downtown Mount Sterling, Kentucky in beautiful bucolic 
uh, Montgomery County, Kentucky. And my protest sign says uh, exhausted, but not going anywhere. Uh, that's the message I want to send to the GOP and the KKK and all the other uh, three letter organizations. M four L that uh, are harming people today um, that, uh, you know, they, they clearly aren't exhausted because I, all they have to do is come up with some crazy conspiracy theory. Like, I don't know, Andy Bashir eats baby elephants or something. Uh, whereas the rest of us are actually trying to save reality. So uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how tired I get. Uh, I'm still going to show up. I, uh, I am here for it. So glad you're here for sure. Uh, thank you, Willie, for your exhausted uh, uh, efforts and your um, just indefatigable, uh, indefatigable. Uh, that's not a word. That's not how you say that word. You're, you're, uh, you're unstoppable. I think you just called me fat and gay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what I said. Um, but yes, I, you've been busy. You have been slinging books all around red states, which is, uh, or purple states. I feel like you you visited a purple state recently as well, right? I did. I was, I was in, uh, Wisconsin, which I think count, I think it is the purplest purple state, frankly. Um, but you know, it's the book part is fantastic, but really I think it's a sign that people really want to do something positive. Um, and if we can just convince people that the electoral process, that uh, democracy itself is something positive, um, then I would love to see that same energy uh, because you know, I'm, I'm a big gay sissy poet uh, from Appalachia who's going around and reading big gay sissy Appalachian poems. Uh, and I'm proud that people want to hear those. But I think really what people want to do is hear discussions about LGBTQ youth, is hear discussions about how to make things better because i think a lot of people really want things to be better and they don't know what or how to do it um so i will take from all of the really positive experiences uh, that i'm having that people want to do something so let's give them something to do let's do it let's give them something to do if you're in kentucky and want to help us with our election that is a very important thing to do um and we're going to move into uh news of the week Lots of stuff going on this week. We want to cover uh, first story. I'm going to bring you is is our, is our kind of glance at DC. We kind of ignore DC. Of course, we are a you know Kentucky state political show, uh, but Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's lawmakers in DC are definitely you know they're having an impact, kind of. So government shutdown looms. It looks like uh, what noon on Sunday, uh, 12:01 a.m. No, that's Sunday night. Saturday morning, I, what Sunday morning, Saturday night? I think that's what it is. Uh, that's what's going to happen if Congress does not not act, which looks increasingly likely. This is uh, going to have a big impact uh, uh, to Kentucky. You know, federal prison guards uh, will not be paid. Our military at Fort Knox will not be paid. Thousands of mothers and children that rely on SNAP benefits, other cash assistance, will that will they will not get that. Uh, other federal employees will either be furloughed or will be working without pay. So just really a, a huge mess. So what's going on? How can we're at this impasse? Uh, it's because the Senate is doing what the Senate likes to do, which is be the adults in the room. Uh, Mitch McConnell is working with Chuck Schumer to try to you know pull this out. They've got a kind of bipartisan stopgap bill that would fund the government you know through you know middle of November to give folks time to deal with this. Meanwhile, the House is like proceeding to pass all their like 
all their signature policies in the standalone budget bills. Uh, so all the things they want to do, which is, you know, scale back funding, claw back all the funds that the Biden administration has programmed uh, through things like, you know, uh, the bipartisan infrastructure law or the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, claw back all those funds, uh, which is irresponsible because there was, in fact, a funding agreement that uh, that, you know, the White House and Schumer uh, actually, it wasn't the White House. It, the, the Senate didn't really pay an active role. It was Kevin McCarthy and the White House figured out that uh, that that funding agreement. And now, because they are without honor and without common sense, the the crazies in the House are you know clawing back that agreement, ignoring that agreement, and doing everything they can to uh, to basically sh they want to shut down the government. And it's you know Kevin McCarthy's in a in a pretty horrible position because he's you know sold his soul to the nut jobs within his party. And he can't do anything to cut a deal with the Republican, with the Democrats, or else he will lose his job, probably. Which I don't know. Like, fine. It seems like a horrible job. Who wants it? Uh, but you know, that's where we are right now. Mitch and uh, Chuck are working together to do something, and McCarthy's doing nothing. Meanwhile, Jamie Comer has launched his first impeachment hearing because that's the priorities of the House. It's a, it's a, just a complete and utter joke. There's no news there. There's nothing there that could absolutely that could actually, you know, lead to any true signs of corruption. This is from the Hill. Uh, Comer has alleged that President Biden accepted a bribe as part of his dealings in Ukraine as vice president, but the GOP has yet to find a smoking gun to back those claims. Biden has, of course, denied any wrongdoing. Republicans have claimed that he uh, accepted five million dollars in exchange to help. Uh, oust Ukrainian prosecutor uh, Shokin over an investigation into Burisma, uh, where by uh, where Hunter was a board member, but that is a completely false accusation that has long since been disproven. That international actors on the world stage all agreed that guy had to go because he was corrupt. But you know, it's a chestnut; they're hoping to grow into something. Uh, but let's hope this government shutdown at least spares us that garbage for a minute but no there's a real you know lot real impacts to real people because these folks are really into politics it's just outrageous i don't know uh doug have you been following this at all what do you think about how our uh our representatives are, are working for us in washington dc right now um yeah comer i think maybe he just talks to he thinks that he's talking to his base and he thinks that he can say these kind of things that he has no proof for. Uh, he has witnesses that he says is going to produce. And then all of a sudden he can't produce those people. Um, he says that I, I heard him one time on one of the talk shows. He said, I have the laptop. Well, he doesn't have the laptop. Maybe he's seen the laptop. I don't know, but he doesn't have the laptop. I mean, who would have given it to him? The FBI said here, you can have this laptop. We don't need it anymore. Um, I don't know. I saw him one time at a fancy farm, Comer, and he had two or three people walking in front of him to kind of create a V so he wouldn't have to mingle with the crowds. He would just be able to go through. He's a very little man uh, in stature and also, I think, in person. That's all I got to say about him. How about you, Willie? You know, um, this will sound like I'm going off topic, but I'm not. I was in North Carolina last weekend and I met with about 15 educators uh, to talk about um, 
issues related to the way that conservative bills are harming students. And it occurred to me, I have no clue what's happening in North Carolina. Um, and they had no clue what was happening in Kentucky. And I wonder if this is an intentional effort. Um, because the truth is every time I hear the word laptop, I just stop paying attention because I feel like there are things happening in Kentucky and it's, um, just one, not that it's a distraction and that it's not important, but it's distracting me from what needs to happen here. But a result of these sort of divided attacks in every single state is that I have no clue uh, how to comment on this story because I'm stuck, uh, trying to fight, uh, wars in Kentucky. Yeah. It's, it's important to spend time on what's important. Uh, speaking of people who spend no time on what's important, uh, we did, I, we'd failed to mention, I failed to mention Senator Rand Paul's role in all of this. So he, of course, gadfly that he is, sees an opportunity to force an agenda or force a conversation or just get some attention, I think is really the thing. And uh, this is from a roll call. Uh, he has threatened to wage a protest over the inclusion of any aid to Ukraine blocking unanimous consent for the uh, this, this package to move forward if the measure included a new round of Ukraine aid. Uh, Senator Rick Scott of Florida says he may delay passage if the senators don't agree to the administration's full $16 billion for disaster relief. So, you know, everyone's got <laughs> everyone's got their own pet issues. And, you know, uh, Rand Paul is not being useful or helpful at all. Uh, but, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell is working to, to get a continuing resolution that maintains the essential government functions uh, and also includes these kind of anomaly funding so they can do the Ukraine uh, aid, so they can do the disaster relief, so they can fund firefighters who are, you know, uh, fighting wildfires and keep them at the job. So it's really, you know, it's just distressing to watch the dysfunction uh, and uh, not shocking at all, of course, but, you know, it's going to have a. It's going to have consequences. People's lives are going to be upended and affected in negative ways because they can't get their act together to fund our government. So, uh, let's move on to story number two, uh, which I believe is coming to us uh, courtesy of Willie. And what a local story uh, with a national beginning. So, um, when gay marriage was legalized across the country, if anyone remembers. Uh, one Miss Kim Davis of Rowan County, Kentucky, who was at the time the county clerk refused to provide uh, a marriage license uh, first for a gay couple and then for a bunch of other couples, uh, claiming that she had the religious right um, not to provide them with this basic government service because she claimed it went against her religious beliefs. Which is at least a little ironic since she'd been married like four dozen times or so. Uh, um, you might remember that she was annoying her co-workers who in every meme at the time looked like they just wanted to die every time uh, the media came in. You might remember that she went to jail over this because she would rather go to jail um, than put her signature on a document or step down, which she also could have done. Um and you might remember that after that, she held hands with then-President hopeful uh, Mike Huckabee, even though it looked awfully sinful the way they were holding hands. Um, what's beautiful to me is that Kim Davis clearly lost her next election uh, as a result of that, and this is in a pretty conservative place. Uh, she used to actually be registered as a Democrat, um, but switched to Republican in 2018. Um, 
Well, last year, a federal judge ruled that she had violated the constitutional rights of the two couples who sued her. And it's shocking that it takes this many years for someone to look at a very clear due process case and say, yes, this is a violation when you allow some people a right that they um, and not other people when that right is recognized at a national level. Um at the time, District Judge Bunning said that Davis cannot use her own constitutional rights as a shield to violate the constitutional rights of others while performing her duty as an elected official. And that mirrors what Roberta Kaplan said at the very beginning of this entire process, uh, which is that Kim Davis is the this and, and her actions are a clear example of someone who wants to use a religious liberty argument to discriminate against other people and take away their basic civil rights. And that's what makes this case particularly different from other cases where someone might argue that they can't bake a cake or write a poem. And there there is some question about to what extent the government can can, um, can force a private citizen against their will to do something that they don't want to do. But in this case, we're not talking about a private citizen. We're talking about a private citizen acting as the government and choosing as an individual to exert their religious beliefs in the government role and then to force those beliefs um, and the repercussions of those beliefs onto other people. So glory, glory, hallelujah, this week, um, in a trial that was supposed to determine what damages she must pay, a federal judge ordered her to pay $50,000 each uh, to David Emerald and David Moore, uh, which is $100,000 total because she denied the basic civil rights to other people because of her hatred. Um, and I don't know how much money she was making as county court clerk or in her new role uh of hot dog slinger for famous Davis hot dogs, which has been seen in Montgomery County, but I doubt it was a hundred thousand dollars. And that makes me happy too. hope she has to make a lot of hot dogs to, to pay for this. That's yeah. There's no way she's got that money, right? <laughs> like, there's no way she's got that money. Well, so it's, I'm, I'm guessing the GoFundMe starts soon. Um, but there Sometimes there are caveats that if you do certain things, you can't get GoFundMe uh, funds started for them. I don't know. Um, like if you've broken the law. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love that she's going to be slinging hot dogs to pay that uh, that judgment. I don't know what else she's doing in life. Maybe a book deal, movie deal. I stand by the belief that despite the fact that she's absolutely horrific and she makes my blood boil, she could be a gay icon, uh, you know. Can we get she, that picture up there again, Nate? Oh, let's look at this. This is clearly a woman who does what she wants to do and gives zero Fs about what anyone else thinks. And that sort of tenacity, although it is misguided, hateful, homophobic, horrific, closed-minded, and ugly, is certainly a tenacity that could find itself, I don't know, into some disco themed song in a half hearted musical about her life that I might be writing. Um, <laughs> Nate, <laughs> Nate, you could, uh, you could help me with some music later. <laughs> Nate, uh, Nate's got some time now. He, he finished his most recent song, which we're going to see the video for in just a bit. It will uh, have a yeah. 78% uh, less Kim Davis than this episode. I hear. <laughs> 
you know, I just hate that she's ruined that name, or not ruined that name. She's disparaged that name. She's dragged mm-hmm. that name through the mud, and now there's like wonderful Kim Davis is around the world, and especially here in Lexington, who yes. have to say, "Oh, not that Kim Davis." <laughs> Do you know so, what I love about the Lexington Kim Davis is how lighthearted she is about it, um, because she any I, I have seen her literally just in the comment section on my posts at least five times have some gay person who randomly sees the name and is like, what are you doing here? And then she just says, oh, I'm not that Kim Davis. I'm the good one. And doesn't get upset. Whereas I have a friend who also happens to have uh, a name that is being put to the fire right now. um, uh, Who's named Karen. And I think sometimes the frustration of being named a Karen uh, gets to her. Yeah. And I understand poor, poor good Karens. <laughs> They're going through it right now. They're in the barrel. The good Karens. Doug, anything you wanted to weigh in on there? Uh, you know, it's, I think something would be interesting that uh, maybe I'll be able to track down after all this is over is how much money has been spent on this case. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's gotta be in the, I don't know, two hundred thousands. You would, wouldn't you think? And that's just the case. That's not everything tied to it. That's not the jet fuel to get Mike Huckabee uh, to Rowan County. Uh, oh my! God. He came to Rowan County. Oh, was, like, or Carter County. County. I forgot where she was locked up. Uh, but yeah, remember that they were. Hold, he held her hand up high, and she looked like she was about to cry. It was. A, it was. A, it was a moment that could be. The climax of the musical right before the debut. Oh. Home. <laughs> the climax. It's all coming together for you, Willie. Um, you know, I love like poet to playwright. I think it's a natural progression. A lot of people do it. Very few I, could, well. I could see this playing out. The lights go out, her hands are up, and then then the song, the song that everyone remembers, uh, where she finally feels vindicated and then starts her hot dog stamp. <laughs> fades out on the hot dog stand <laughs> slinging sausages I think uh, Willie's looking for an agent yes uh, <laughs> this is the moment for this I just don't know who's going to play her I don't know who has that range now that Kirstie Alley's dead but Kirstie Alley did you have COVID? I bet you did <laughs> why are we laughing at Kirstie Alley I love Kirstie Alley you really? you know uh, she's like a hard right winger oh I know and a uh, it, it's the same spirit, right? Uh, hard right winger, Scientologist, uh, other things. Um, yeah. But I do have a story about Kim Davis. Uh, and just how easy it is to realize that sometimes... That right now? Huh? You just did a story about Kim Davis. Is this... Okay, this 60 seconds. Uh, during the protests, there were, there were protests and counter-protests out by the courtyard. And we lived in Moorhead at the time. So my husband, who never does anything political, you've never seen him in one of these episodes, uh, even in the background, because he goes and runs as far away as he can. He just had the spirit of the Lord took him down to the Kim Davis side of the protest to talk to people. And they were all fired up. Um, and he said, listen, y'all, and he's from, he's from Georgia. He said, I, I just been thinking, you know, if Kim does this, what's to, what, what's to prevent one of them from coming and doing the same thing? What if somebody comes in here and says, well, it's against my religion to eat beef and they shut down the steakhouses. They could do it. 
what, what, what if they what if they got one of these positions uh, where they were making decisions about who gets to stay open? And he said, one woman goes, that makes my blood pressure go up. And he said, well, we got to think about what we're doing. I mean, I, I, I want to I want to support people, too, but I, we might be shooting ourselves in the foot. Anyway, he said he got a good half dozen of them stirred up and thinking for once. So nice work. Does he, what does he think about your impersonation of his accent? <laughs> oh, this is my impersonation of his impersonation of whatever accent he thought they would listen to. Gotcha. Fair enough. All right. We got to move on. We're getting late. We're getting behind schedule. Doug, you've right. got an important story to cover. Uh, and it's also about music, kind of. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, this is an important announcement that came from Governor Andy Bashir on September 23rd. He highlighted further growth and momentum within Kentucky's tourism industry as the Newport Hotel Associates, a joint venture partnership between North America Properties, Stormont House Hospitality Group, and High Street Real Estate Partners, announced plans to locate a new $133.6 million Margaritaville Hotel Resort at Newport on the Levee in Campbell County. I tried to find the location. I thought it would be neat to have a, a picture of that, but I couldn't uh, pinpoint the area. Other than it's going to be uh, Newport on the levee on the river. The project is expected to cre create 282 jobs, including 187 full-time and 95 part-time jobs. Here's a quote from our governor. We just celebrated our best year on record for Kentucky tourism in 2022. And with exciting projects like Margaritaville being announced, we know this success will only continue. This resort will help drive visitors to the Campbell County area, boosting the local economy and creating the 282 new jobs for Kentuckians. We are grateful for these leaders for choosing Kentucky and our workforce. The Margaritaville Hotel Resort will be a family-friendly entertainment destination in front of Ohio River in Newport. Full-service amenity-rich hotel will feature 264 rooms, a JWB grill, a licensed chill bar, a 12th-floor pool with an adjacent 5 o'clock somewhere bar, and they'll probably play uh, Margaritaville on that and the grill overlooking downtown Cincinnati. It'll have retail space and more than, than 10,000 square feet of meeting and event space. It'll also include a 2,000 square foot rooftop offering. That sounds like a really neat place. Construction is estimated to be completed by the fall of 2026. The Newport Hotel Associates received preliminary approval for the project Wednesday from the Kentucky Tourism Development Finance Authority for incentives totaling almost 33 33.4 million dollars. That's a uh, Kentucky agency that provides incentives for this kind of project. Here are some Demi Buffett facts you may not know about. Margaritaville is not a real place, but Jimmy has said that his visits to Key West helped create the song, and that he planned for Elvis to record the song. Can you imagine? 
One footnote I want to provide, Jimmy Buffett died September 1st, 2023. He was surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs at the time of his death. Rest in peace, Mr. Margarieville. Should we have a moment of silence or? Uh... Nah, it's been a minute. You know, we, we love, everyone loves Jimmy Buffett, right? Maybe not everyone. A lot of people. Most people. If you don't, there's probably something wrong with you. I do, but I want to point out that that LOL on the screen was in reference to something that happened before we uh, said that he had died. And I hate that it was there the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take that up with the producer? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think it's awesome that they're doing it in... Cincinnati, I feel, or okay, Northern Kentucky, because <laughs> uh, I feel like he played Cincinnati annually for a really long time. Uh, you know, before I was in Kentucky, I lived in New Orleans. He was a big, you know, he busked in New Orleans before he got his break. Uh, you know, just a, and you know, he, he invested his money in uh, important causes, like he helped support the environment. The guy's a great guy, really. I think, and it's just you know, shame that he's passed, but it seemed like he. He did a lot with his time here, and I'm sure that he'd be excited to see the Northern Kentucky investment moving forward, even in his absence. So, um, yeah, Doug, thanks for sharing that. That's like a that's a boon for Northern Kentucky for sure. One more Absolutely. big project that Governor Bashir has landed because he just delivers for this state, you know, day in and day out. I probably won't go though. <laughs> I lived in New Orleans for quite a while, and there was, I think, the first Margaritaville was there, or something like that. And I never, I never stepped foot in it. I'll be honest. But, you know, I like margaritas. It just, I'm not a parrothead. All right, can we? Uh, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> let's let's before I get myself into any tr more trouble, let's move on. Uh, very exciting time. We are moving to the campaign corner uh, because we have got uh, one of our like favorite guests. Uh, Chris Hartman from the Kentucky Fairness Campaign uh, joining us uh, to, to to chat and to figure out what they're up to. So, Chris, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing all right, Aaron. It's so good to see you and Doug and Willie. Great to see all of our friends. I feel like the last time we checked in with you, you were walking into the Capitol to like fight SB 150 or something like that. It was like we were live in the moment of that horrible, horrible fight. And you like, yeah, I want to be on your show, but I also have to be in the Capitol. So you kind of like split that uh, by like being uh, in the car and in, in the parking lot. So um, welcome back. I'm glad you're not moving. I'm glad you got like a little bit more of a stable connection. But yeah, sucks that that turned out the way it did, huh? Yeah, let me tell you, that whole day, uh, Aaron, because I was on the podcast with you in my car, I didn't notice that my keys were still in the ignition. So I totally locked my keys in my car that night in the Capitol. And it was one where we were there until almost midnight because they were, uh, you know, debating a lot of the anti-LGBTQ laws. So yeah, that was a special treat. I'm glad that I'm not there uh, right now. Any day that I'm not in Frankfurt um, and can be on Frankfurt Avenue instead, which is where the Fairness Campaign office is here in Louisville, is a good day. 
Oh yeah, that's totally our fault. That is totally our fault. The electric your car keys in the car. That sucks. I'm I did not know that. I'm just learning this now. I feel horrible. I'm glad you've come back on the show despite that uh that track record because that's there's not much worse than locking your car keys. Well, except for SB150. That's definitely worse. Indeed. You can put that on a scale of some sort. Listen, when I was in France and did the like two in the morning show, uh, I lost my keys that night. The key to get back into the room. And I oh, you guys not talk about this? We are not going to book another guest. It's like, oh, don't do not go on to Kernels of Truth. You are going to lose your keys or lock them somewhere. You don't want them locked. It is. <laughs> uh, I asked three celebrities to do an endorsement for my book, and two of them died. So uh, there are worse things. I killed Jerry Springer. Was it Jimmy Buffett? Is that one of them? That did not ask Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> or Kirstie Alley. She was already gone. <laughs> Christy Alley. She would rather die. <laughs> All right. So we should probably get serious. Um, so tell me, Chris, like, how is Fairness Campaign getting involved? We've got 40 days. What are you doing in the next 40 days to help engage folks uh, around that very important election? Well, great question. Thanks for asking. And again, thanks always for having Fairness on the show. We love the show. Um Tomorrow morning, uh, we'll be releasing our endorsements for the general election and the several special elections that are uh, upon us. Uh, lots of them uh, here in Louisville, some of them in Lexington. Uh, and of course, we've already endorsed Governor Bashir uh, and most of the Democratic slate uh, as well on the uh, on the statewide ticket. Uh, we'll be making certain that our voices are heard and that LGBTQ voters make it to the polls on Election Day. Um, as you mentioned, we're partnering with the Kentucky Future Project. Also, our people, our vote. Uh, we'll be running canvases, phone banks, text banks uh, for our volunteers to help ensure that we're making those quality contacts with LGBTQ voters and supportive voters across the state. We, we've got some great models in the, the van, the Voter Activation Network, uh, which allows us to determine who is probably an LGBTQ supporter and who isn't uh, in the state. And so we'll be utilizing that information to reach out to folks and make certain uh, that we are connecting with every LGBTQ supportive voter in the Commonwealth. You're right, we've only got 40 days. We've got a lot of work to do between now and then. If you don't get with the Fairness Campaign to volunteer, get with Kentuckians for the Commonwealth, get with Planned Parenthood, uh, get with any of the organizations that are gonna be out there working so hard, uh, showing up for racial justice, hood to the holler, all of these groups and more uh, will be canvassing, phone banking, text banking for the election. Awesome. Awesome. That's a, yeah, that's a great pitch. What um, I'm going to like ask one more question. Then I'm going to throw it to my co-host. Uh, maybe we'll go with Doug first, then Willie. Um, so how, how have you seen SB 150 kind of uh, impact the electorate as, as you're kind of starting to do your electoral outreach? What, what's the impact you're seeing there? Well, it's interesting. Uh, if you're if you're watching TV or if you're streaming anything, you're you're getting the slew of ads, largely from Daniel Cameron, 
um, around trans issues and around some of the gender affirming health care, the provisions that are in Senate Bill 150. But you know what is interesting when we do polling in the state, and we've done some substantial polling, not just during the legislative session, but also very recently. First, uh, I, I want to highlight the fact that between 70 and 80 plus percent of Kentucky voters agree with us that it should not be elected officials. It shouldn't be government making decisions about trans kids' health care. 70% during the legislative session, 81% in the most recent polling that we've done shows that they believe it should be parents, families, and physicians who should be making those intimate and medically necessary health care decisions about gender-affirming care for their kids. Kentucky voters don't want the Kentucky General Assembly or Daniel Cameron making choices for their families and for their trans kids. But you know what else is interesting? Not only are the majority of voters on our side on this issue because they believe in parental rights, not a surprise, but on the list of priorities, when we, when we give Kentucky voters the opportunity to tell us what is most important to them, the issues that are facing them, that are going to help them make decisions about what they're going to do in the election, LGBTQ issues, trans issues are near the very bottom. And in, so, in many ways, I do wish they were higher towards the top because I want people to care about LGBTQ issues and trans issues. But the reality is that what is impacting Kentucky voters' daily lives is the economy right now, uh, is access to affordable and quality education, uh, that these are the things, food insecurity, job insecurity, that is at the top of all of the Kentucky voters' minds. And LGBTQ issues, divisive social issues are not on their radar, no matter how many ads Daniel Cameron tries to run. So the way I see this playing out in the election is going to be that uh, as much money, Daniel Cameron can keep spending as much money as he wants on anti-trans ads and on anti- uh, Bashir ads linking him to uh, gender-affirming health care. But for <clears throat> Kentucky voters, it's just not affecting the vast majority of their daily lives. That is 80%. You can't get 80% of the electorate to say, I want free money. That's amazing. <laughs> that's like that's phenomenal. All right, Doug, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, you could just go ahead and release your endorsements tonight and let us break the news. <laughs> oh, Doug, if only. We've got to let the candidates know first. I know. I'm, I'm just kidding you. Uh, seriously, I, I guess uh, uh, when you're talking about endorsing candidates, you're talking about, of course, the governor's race. Are you talking about the constitutional mm -hmm. offices and any special elections that are happening, that, that sort of thing? That's right. We'll we'll be we've considered endorsements in all of the constitutional races, and then in most of the special elections that are in both Louisville and Lexington, and we've got quite a few of them. Um, uh, you know, there is uh, 
there are several Metro Council special elections here in Louisville. Uh, in, uh, we've also got the Commonwealth's Attorney special election, though there's no opponent in that one. There's only one candidate here in Jefferson County for the Commonwealth. Political endorsement. You better weigh in. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, in Lexington, you've got a couple of special elections as well. You've got the county clerk's uh, special election. You've certainly got the state house uh, special election uh, for House District 93. So uh, we've considered all of these races. And again, we'll be releasing our decisions in those races tomorrow. Um, you know, in some of the races, we may not make any endorsements. Uh, in some races, we could make more than one endorsement. Um, there are all sorts of different uh, endorsement recommendations that the CFAIR Board of Directors has made in the past. CFAIR is the political action committee of the Fairness Campaign. And so we'll be releasing all those tomorrow. We'll be letting candidates know in the morning and then late morning, probably early afternoon, uh, we'll let everybody know what decisions have been made in all of those races. But you have made some already, right? So can you just run run down the non-news making ones? This is just the like in case you missed it, uh, what you guys have done, right? Sure. In the primary, we went ahead and uh, made endorsements uh, that carried through to the general uh, in the governor's race. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, state treasurer, Michael Bowman, your openly gay candidate. He's the first openly gay candidate. Uh, to run for the state constitutional office, and this is the second time that he's uh, run. Uh, we endorsed, of course, Sierra Inlow uh, and Buddy Wheatley, Sierra running for Commissioner of Agriculture, Buddy running for Secretary of State, and of course, uh, the unconquerable uh, Pam, um, Pam Stevenson, amazing uh, candidate uh, for Attorney General. She would be phenomenal. We definitely want to see Colonel Pam uh, make it uh, into into that elected office. And so, you know, these are the ones that I think most folks expected us to make. And, uh, you know, we'll be reinforcing those endorsements tomorrow when we release the rest of them. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, I cannot agree more. Well, on all of them, but, you know, Colonel Pam, I mean, good God, we, we've got to get that force of nature in mm -hmm. that office. Uh, what she could do for our Commonwealth, I think, is, you know, just amazing. Can you imagine, like, the, just the contrast from, like, Daniel Cameron to Colonel Pam Stevenson in that office? You just could not get more stark uh, and more, uh, more of a difference there, for sure. And the I pride. Mean, she'll fight. She'll fight for Kentuckians. Uh, we, we've seen her fight. Uh, Senate Bill 150, she gave some of the most viral moments of the 2023 Kentucky General Assembly. Millions upon millions. In a good way, just to be clear. The viral, <laughs> the viral commentary was a good thing. Uh, That's right. Yeah, no, she was amazing, for sure. Uh, all right, Chris, or, I'm sorry, uh, Willie, you have a question for Chris? Uh, sure. Um, one, I had a friend from France send me that uh, image of her, uh, a, a English speaking friend, but still, uh, she is so big and so powerful and so perfect for the And troll. so short. Uh, I know you say so big, but of course, Pam. Uh, yeah, well, Pam so big is and a, hard. A towering five foot something, but <laughs> is a powerhouse. Are you sure she's five yes. something? Uh, <laughs> Chris, my question is, I guess it's it's a it's a bifold question. Um, one is, I don't know how localized your your polling is or data or localizable it is, but um, 
do we know how big the rift is in rural and urban Kentucky on these issues? Because my experience is that the rural people around me equally one don't don't make these pressing issues in their lives, and two um, seem to be on the right side of things. And then two, um, what does fairness think about the best approach for engaging um, rural specific people mm-hmm. um, on these issues? Is is it yeah. Is there a, is there a plan that you all have sort of developed or some thoughts you have on uh, best practice? Well, it may come as no surprise to you that, believe it or not, rural voters also don't want the governor government making intimate decisions about their health care and their lives. So um, w- when we're talking about those polling numbers that uh, that show that folks are on our side about not having the government make these intimate medical decisions, about their families, their bodies. Um, We don't see uh, a big contrast from uh, our urban voters to our rural voters. In terms of reaching folks, I mean, this is the work that the Fairness Campaign has been doing um, almost since the time that I came, which has been almost 15 years ago. You know, we were originally a Louisville-based organization, and we worked in tandem with the old Kentucky Fairness Alliance, which used to be the statewide group. And we merged together in 2013. And we have been so intentional about finding our supporters all across the state. And, and that has been evidenced by the explosion of local LGBTQ fairness ordinances that we've helped pass in 24 Kentucky communities, uh, from the tiny Appalachian coal town of Vico uh, out to uh, Paducah, Henderson, and beyond. And we've made certain to not just connect with those folks, but to be certain that we can contact them in the future. And so we'll be, I've already mentioned deploying canvases, phone banking, text banking, to make contact with all of these folks that we've met uh, at pride festivals all across the Commonwealth, 25 pride festivals in the state now. We're at every pride festival connecting with our supporters there, getting them to send a message to their state lawmakers, and then adding them to our supporter base so that we can reach out to them at a moment's notice. Uh, Folks will be getting texts from us from all over the state, phone calls from us. We'll try to do some canvassing. Of course, that's always a little bit more difficult uh, in the rural parts of the state, uh, just in terms of capacity for, for our employees and our volunteers, but also because, you know, canvassing in rural areas is a lot different uh, than canvassing in an urban setting. You know, you can hit 70 doors uh, in a couple of hours in Louisville, Lexington, uh, et cetera. Uh, but you you may only hit seven doors in the same amount of time if you're, you're canvassing in a rural area. So we're going to do the best we can with the resources that we've got, but we're going to be working to connect with voters all across the state. Uh, and we still have time to register voters. Uh, we've still got until, what is it, October the 10th maybe, or um, close to there. So folks, if they're not registered or if you're a college student and you're living in Kentucky, you can switch your voter registration to Kentucky. Uh, you don't have to change anything else. You don't have to change your driver's license. You don't have to change anything else. Um, but if you're living in the Commonwealth of Kentucky on election day, you can absolutely be registered to vote here and vote in the Commonwealth on November the 7th. Awesome. Lots to do. Lots to do and lots of uh, great groups doing the work. Glad to hear about about your work uh, there. I'm just going to throw it out there. I put it in the comments. 
Seafair side by side canvassing. So you just get just get a, a fleet of side by sides. You get out in those oh. rural communities, and it is going to be uh, you know you're going to increase your contact rate. You're going to increase your doors attempted. Everyone's going to go. Oh, coming out with the side by side. Oh wait, you want to talk to me about elections? Well, well, listen, I've lived in rural areas where if a fleet of side-by-sides are doing anything in tandem on somebody's property, you're going to get shot. So just be careful. <laughs> Wear something bright and rainbow. So you, they, well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to use the driveway for sure until you know you ascertain whether they're on your side or not. Uh, no, that's great. I'm glad that you're absolutely like focused yeah. uh, on you know the entire state and not just the urban areas. You know, because as, as, as you noted, no one thinks politicians should be in their doctor's offices, right? Like no one thinks that. <laughs> no one thinks that's a, that's a good idea. And that's I mean, and I to the it. point that look, I, who knew abortion was going to be the winning issue uh, in this day and age? I mean, wa- watch Daniel Cameron walk back as hard and as fast as he can his draconian positions on abortion, no exceptions for rape and incest. Um, you know, we know what this guy's positions are, but because the public's voice has been heard so clearly. And because we had such a resounding victory last year to defeat that that awful anti-abortion constitutional amendment, uh, you know, look at what the politicians are doing now on the other side to attempt to convince voters that they're not as awful as they are and they always have been on these issues that affect our, our personal health, our bodies, our health care, our families, um, you know, LGBTQ issues, abortion issues. Absolutely. We should not be seeing the government restrictions that exist and voters unilaterally across the board, Republican voters, Democrat voters all agree the government has no place in the exam room. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love Any final that. thoughts you want to leave us with, Chris, about your work or about how folks uh, can get involved? Sure. Well, I heard Willie jumping in there. Go for it. Willie. Oh, I was just going to say thank you all for focusing on getting people registered to vote and excited to vote, because the truth is we've been on the winning side for quite a long time in terms of opinion. The issue is this is why they're doing these things that people don't like, because at least they know that the people who care about those things will get out and vote. Right. Yeah. Um, so your your plan is perfect. Uh, and thank you for the work that you do. Absolutely. Folks can sign up and get involved at fairness.org. We've got our volunteer sign up on the front page there. Um, Also, don't forget, it's still pride season in Kentucky. Um, Pride is not just in June anymore. If you visit fairness.org slash KY pride, you'll see all of the pride festivals that are still left to attend here in the Commonwealth. This weekend alone, the fairness campaign will be at Pikeville pride on Saturday Berea Pride on Saturday, Shelby County Pride on Saturday, and then we've still got Capital Pride coming up in Frankfurt, Heartland Pride in Elizabethtown, uh, Somerset Chill Out and Proud, and the big Bowling Green Pride Festival on October the 21st. And I hear that there's even going to be a brand new Pride Festival in Winchester this year, probably also on October the 21st. So there's still so much to do to celebrate our community. Um, you know, it doesn't all have to be election uh, season related. Um, however, we certainly are going to ask you if you're registered to vote, if you come to one of the Pride Festivals this weekend. So we hope to see you out there. If you haven't been connected to the Fairness Campaign, we really hope you'll join us. Uh, we do all sorts of great stuff all year round, uh, and we just want to get you involved and connect you with our community.
Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, as always, Chris, thank you so much for joining us, taking time out of your very important work to come here and and chat with us. But uh, good luck in the next 40 days. It sounds like between the Pride Festivals and the election, like you're not going to get a lot of sleep, Chris. Oh, Aaron, but we haven't even talked about I'm on my phone so I can show you all of the files I have to get through in my office. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Office renovation in the last stage uh, is purging the 30 years of paper files that we've accumulated. So all this plus that. Yeah. Zero. Uh, yeah, no, good luck with all that. And I'm so glad I don't work for your group. Uh, I'm just gonna like... Appreciate y'all. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have Chris Hartman with us. Uh, all right. So great group. Great work, important efforts, Uh, but we're going to move on now because we have got some really, uh, really important call to action, uh, which I think Willie's going to give to us. I sure will. And my other call to action is get to Pikeville Pride this weekend because Eureka, the drag queen from Appalachia, is going to be there, and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, And our other call to action, sign up for Progress Kentucky's four more years of a compassionate Commonwealth campaign. I did it, and it was easy. We're all in on reelecting Andy, putting Colonel Pam in the AG's office and Kim Reader in the auditor's office. And we're doing calling and canvassing every week between now and November 7th, because right now matters. Sign up and help us out today. You can look in the comments and find the link. I did it the last time while someone else did the call to action. So you could have already been finished if you just started already. So you you signed up, right, Willie? We're gonna see you uh, on the campaign trail with us, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Willie's a busy guy. Doug and I have been holding it down. Doug and I have done a lot of doors. Uh, we've con- uh, talked to a lot of folks, but a lot of good dogs, a lot of good boys out there. Uh, we've had a lot of really good conversations. Sign up new supporters for Progress Kentucky, folks who don't just want to get involved with the election, but want to stay involved throughout the year. But kind of what's going on at Frankfurt? I don't know, Doug. Any thoughts about the the canvassing? How is it going for you? Uh, it's it's really been a lot of fun. I've I've been looking forward to it. Um, you get to meet some really interesting people. I talked to. Uh, retired professor uh, who was, um, it was a very interesting, interesting conversation. I had another conversation with a lady that uh, I expect was a diehard Republican, but you know, we, we had a nice chat and we agreed on some things and it's just, it's fun to get out there and listen to the people. Absolutely. I love those moments. I, I was canvassing. This was Obama's campaign. And I met a little old woman in Georgia. Uh, forgive me when it thinks it's sexist, but she was a little old woman and I loved her. Uh, and she was diehard conservative. But we found that we actually agreed on the same principles. It was just how we each thought we were going to get there. Uh, and I know that we both left that room feeling better about the other person and the other sure. side. Yeah, that's I think that is like an undersold element of canvassing, right? It's like even if you find somebody who you kind of vehemently disagree with, you find this opportunity to kind of find some commonalities, the kind of human commonalities that is so easy to just think don't exist anymore because of how our kind of politicized, you know, in entertainment infotainment ecosystem wants to divide us, right? For the, the clicks and the views and the whatever. But these door-to-door conversations, right, just the antidote to those horrible attack ads, uh, like finding some just 
yeah, no, it's it, I I cannot stress it enough. And I'm not just saying that because we've got some pretty significant goals and we really need some uh, more bodies <laughs> out there knocking on these doors. But it's actually a positive experience, you know, nine times out of ten uh, for sure. And like I say, I guarantee you, you'll meet a good dog. Uh, and uh, and who doesn't like that? So. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on in the show. We're at a very exciting time. We are thrilled to share with you the world premiere of the new NATO song video, which we guarantee will leave you tapping your toe, wondering, now, where have I heard that riff before? I haven't figured it out. Uh, all the while reminding you just how fantastic Andy Bashir has been for our Commonwealth over the past four years or so. We bring you, it's Andy for Kentucky. Please like it, share it, help us juice the algorithms and get this pop music propaganda heard all over our great Commonwealth. Take it away, NATO. Legalize sports betting. Who'd you like to have at your wedding? Andy, 
It's Andy, it's Andy for Kentucky. It's Andy, it's Andy, it's Andy for Kentucky. It's Andy, it's Andy, it's Andy for Kentucky. It's Andy, it's Andy, it's Andy for Kentucky. It's Andy, it's Andy. It's Andy for Kentucky. It's Andy, it's Andy, it's Andy for Kentucky. That is, that's just, a, that's something else. That is like so many great images, so many great couplets, couplets. I don't know what's, What's your favorite rhyme, folks? Which which ones do you like the best of those that fairly unending list? Which which one is the one that like makes you laugh or uh, makes you inspired? Anyone got one? Wanting him at my wedding. <laughs> Sports <laughs> wedding and talking. wedding. I love yeah. that. Couple with a brought my cat to the table. Sorry, no. with a picture of a bride. So that was a cool. wonderful picture for sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm a big fan of the what scientific research and a deacon at his church. I love the putting <laughs> those two together is so perfect. So perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, dumb conservatives. You can actually do both of these things. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. They're just, you know, ill-informed. I don't know. Um, anyway, Doug, you got a favorite? Oh, I don't know. I just love the whole song. I was, I had to mute because I would have been, uh, I was singing along on parts of it. So I had to make sure I, I was muted. It, it's amazing, Nate. Super catchy. So, so, yes. uh, so thrilled. All right. So we've got a little bit of budget. We're going to put it behind this. But before we do that, you should just share it yourself. It should be live on Facebook today. It should be uh, uh, viewable on YouTube right now. So you can kind of find it and share it however you like. But please do, right? This is catchy. It's informative. Uh, and it's catchy. So like, that's all we need and some propaganda, get it out there, share it with your friends. People are going to like it. And, uh, so, 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 uh, just thrilled that Nate put his time and talents and energy into this. What an amazing contribution to the campaign that we are, that we're working on right now. Uh, more than happy to have him blow off a canvassing shift because he had to get this done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap up, folks? All right. That's the run of show. I, who's going to close us out? Uh, I got it. Nice. Here we go. Progress Kentucky is a nonprofit organization registered with the Kentucky Secretary of State and organized as a 501c4. We're affiliated with the Indivisible Project, a Commonwealth Alliance Voter Engagement, referred to as CAVE, are also proud members of the Forward Kentucky Network. Progress Kentucky's goal is to educate, organize, increase voter turnout, and advance a progressive agenda through civic engagement. Make sure to join us next week when we'll be covering the breaking news out of the governor's race, and we'll have another fantastic uh, guest. Production of episode 132 was by the amazing Nate Orchan, the same person who wrote that wonderful song. And thank you, Nate, for the new song and the theme songs. You can find more information and music at natosongs.com. If you miss our weekly live stream on Facebook or YouTube, audio podcasts and our show notes are available on Apple, Google, 
Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. If you do listen to the pod, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening right now, or go on our Facebook page and tell us uh, what a wonderful job that we're doing. Logo and some graphic content provided by Couchfire Media. More information can be found at couchfiremedia.com. Hope to see you here next week. Bye.